Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to share our podcast has been nominated in Boise Weekly's annual Best of Boise contest. And while it's an honor to be nominated, I have to admit it would be even more fun to win. If we've helped you connect to the city you love, go to the link in the show notes to vote for us by May 23rd. Thanks, Boise. Today on CityCast Boise, rent is up and so are evictions. So which landlords are most likely to try to kick out renters? And what happens after you get a notice tacked to your door? Rachel Spacek with the Idaho Statesman has the facts. It's Monday, September 11th. I'm Frankie Barnhill filling in for Emma Arnold, and this is what Boise's talking about. Welcome back to CityCast Boise. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Well, as always, you had another incredible story that I wanted to talk to you about. But first off, who gets evicted in Boise? What kind of people get evicted? I've done a lot of stories about housing insecurity and eviction in um, Boise. And, you know, I think it can happen to anyone. Um, There are a lot of people right now, especially with you know, the inflated cost of things and the growth that we've seen in Boise. And because of that growth, the increase in housing prices, we've seen a lot of people like all kinds of people um, facing eviction. And, um, you know, I think an interesting thing that maybe a lot of people don't realize is that there is a working unhoused population here, you know, people who work full time jobs um, and who have faced eviction have had to move out and maybe haven't been able to find a place. Yeah, I think there's there can be a misconception about the kind of folks who get evicted. And it really, as you said, it could happen to anyone. Uh, uh, fully employed folks um, can can absolutely face this. So so you looked at Supreme Court data, as I understand it right, to find which landlords in Ada County were the ones who were more likely to file evictions against their tenants. What did you find out? Yeah, so um, I got this Supreme Court data. Um, The whole reason why I decided to request it is because Jesse Tree, um, a local um, housing advocate nonprofit group here, they had requested the data themselves and kind of analyzed it for their purposes. And, you know, I thought it would be really telling to see this data myself. And I found that 900 people faced um, eviction filings in Ada County last year, um, which, you know, it sounds like a lot of people um, and various landlords, you know, there were there was anywhere from like, you know, individual landlords who just kind of rent out um, here and there to these kind of big companies that, you know, we're going to talk about um, in this story. So, yeah, I kind of found that there were two major landlords who had done a lot of the um, eviction filings in the data I found. Yeah. And so we'll get into the specifics of which companies those were. But yeah, what does the eviction process actually look like in Ada County? Because yeah, if you haven't gone through it, you probably have no idea what it looks like. I know I don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I didn't really understand it completely until 
doing this story. Um, so it, it kind of depends on the landlord. And uh, so if a tenant misses a month payment, maybe it's, you know, two months, um, a landlord sends an eviction notice to a tenant, um, you know, letting them know that they have a lease violation and um, could be evicted. And, um, you know, I've heard that comes in the form of a packet. um, And, you know, it's kind of intimidating bold letters on the front eviction notice. And after getting that notice, the tenant has three days to resolve the issue and have their lease reinstated. And if no resolution is reached within three days, a landlord can um, start the court proceeding for eviction, which um, in Idaho is a lawsuit to evict the tenant. And once that happens in Ada County, a tenant has to go through pretrial mediation where um, both parties meet with a mediator and try to reach an agreement, you know, whether that is the tenant can't pay all of their back rent, but they can, you know, start a payment plan or something like that. Um, And once an agreement is reached, a judge can accept the deal and then the lawsuit is dropped and the tenant can continue living in their home. And, um, you know, that that's kind of where that process ends unless, you know, another issue comes up. Right. Or if they're just not able to resolve it, then eviction actually occurs, which um, I mean, you said the three days, three days to basically figure it out once you get that scary notice on your door. Like that's not very much time. So I just think about what kind of what toll does this take on people if they if they do go through this process, whether or not they're able to resolve it or uh, or they're not able to resolve it with their landlord. A lot of places in Boise, a lot of rentals in Boise are owned by kind of large companies. You know, I know in a lot of apartments I rented, I never met with my landlord, like rarely talked to the company. You just kind of like pay your rent and just hope you never actually have to talk to anyone. Um, Right. Yeah. And so um, it's really intimidating just getting that notice um, and seeing those big bold letters like eviction notice. I talked to a woman, Katie McKinley. Now she's getting her master's at Boise State. She's a housing advocate and um, researcher. And she, um, in her 20s, she had just moved out of uh, Garden Valley, moved to Boise. You know, she was on her own. She had a part-time job going to school. And she um, fell behind on rent and got one of those initial eviction notices. And, you know, she was telling me in an interview that when you get that and it says eviction notice, many people don't know what the process is like and just assume, oh, I'm getting evicted. I need to move out. And that's essentially what she had to do. She dropped out of school, moved back home and kind of had to stop her little life in Boise. Yeah, you would you had written about her story and kind of that this is like informal eviction, right? Because the eviction itself is actually like a full legal process that you already outlined for us. But a lot of people understandably, I can only imagine that I would see that and go, oh, God, I guess I got to move out tomorrow uh, and completely uproot my life um, if you're not aware, not 
part of that that system and understanding how that works. Um, your article also mentioned, I thought that was interesting, about the kind of the physical and mental health effects for people who've been evicted, especially mothers and their children, that this can really affect people long term. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, there are a lot of um, negative mental health reactions to this eviction process. According to this Harvard University study that I found, mothers who've been evicted are more likely to suffer from depression and stress. And the stress comes from those conflicts with landlords. The idea of going to court multiple times, you know, if you need to meet with the mediator more than once, if you do have to make that court appearance. And then if someone is facing eviction, it it often means that they have struggled to pay rent for a month or two. And, you know, that leads to um, trying to save money in other areas like avoiding necessary doctor's visits. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention also found that people who are housing insecure often are more likely to binge drink and smoke cigarettes. And, you know, those we know can lead to some physical um, health issues, too. So you found out who the top two evicting landlords in Boise are. So tell us about about these two companies. Yeah, so the top two evicting landlords are Table Rock Residential. They're actually kind of regional um, property management business. I did a little digging, of course, into these properties. Um, Table Rock manages 54 properties in Ada County, and they filed 112 evictions. And then the other one is Kennedy Wilson, which only owns eight apartment properties in Ada County and has filed evictions 92 times. Kennedy Wilson is um, a large California-based company, um, and they've, you know, the Statesman has written a few stories about Kennedy Wilson over the years. They're kind of a recent um, business in the Treasure Valley, kind of buying up properties and fixing them up and increasing the rent. And, um, you know, obviously, according to my um, data, also filing evictions for people. So those are the two top evicting landlords. And they had quite a bit more eviction filings than everyone else I had in my data. Yeah. So it sounds like when you looked at your data, you went, whoa, these two, they really stand out. Um, Table, I know you reached out to both of those companies. Table Rock Residential didn't reply, but Kennedy Wilson did. What did they say about why they evict so much? Their answer to, you know, why are there so many evictions? Basically, um, they said there aren't a lot of evictions and their reasoning is they say only 1% of the people who they've, you know, started that eviction process for actually get evicted because they're able to meet with a mediator and and come up with a program. So they didn't have an answer to the question of, you know, why they evict so much because they're arguing that um, you know, they actually don't put people out of their houses and then they didn't have a response really to me saying, well, even you know, studies show that even that initial court proceeding, even if you actually don't get evicted, does have a mental health, physical health toll. Um, So, yeah, that was their reasoning. And then, you know, I have a quote in my story 
um, Kennedy Wilson said that they tried to support uh, local nonprofit organizations like Leap Housing and Catch in the Boise area to promote housing sustainability, but that, you know, it still does show, according to the data, that they do file evictions um, quite, quite frequently. Yeah, sounds pretty kind of squishy. Like, what what do they mean by support those groups anyway? But yeah, I, I think that's that's a fascinating response because, as you pointed out, it's like they are putting these notices and the process itself begins with that. And sure, maybe there are opportunities to mediate and people aren't actually getting put out on the street as much as, as they're receiving these notices. But uh, the stress that it, that it causes and the challenges and, you know, the costs potentially, I think about like, if you got to go to mediation, you need to find babysitters to take care of your kids and you got to take time off work and maybe you don't get paid for time off and all of that. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm curious, how much does rent skyrocketing in recent years compared to when, you know, Boise used to be a pretty affordable place to rent, actually? Um, I, I remember those days. Um, how does rent increases really play a part in the number of evictions? Is it a pretty clear, you know, a correlation there? Yeah, um, and that correlation was uh, in a, a recent Jesse Tree report. You know, there were 237 more evictions filed in Ada County um, last year than in 2021. And even like during COVID, when there was a moratorium, you know, maybe uh, evictions briefly kind of evened out in 2020. But evictions rose kind of immediately after that moratorium was lifted. And yeah, rent is definitely playing a role in evictions. I also was amazed to see how expensive rehousing can be, especially like if a family actually loses their home through eviction. Kind of crazy. Rehousing a family once they have lost housing can cost up to $12,000 to taxpayers. And Jesse Tree estimated that the cost of eviction through Ada County, you know, the court process in Ada County is $2,000. Wow. So wow. You, know, you can do that math. Yeah. It's it's much uh, cheaper to kind of mediate evictions than um, kick someone out of their house and try to rehouse them. Yeah, yeah. It seems like taxpayers have a real incentive to to, to be involved and aware of this process uh, since they're paying for it. Um, so aside from the data, you know, what stood out to you with these stories about either while you're reporting on this or maybe since you published the story? You know, I think Katie's story really struck me. And she was someone who was able to kind of get back on her feet and she moved back to Boise and now she's getting her master's. But you know, part of her going through that eviction process inspired her to be such a housing advocate and study housing. Um, So, you know, that was really inspiring to see her. But I've gotten so many phone calls since this story was published from people who saw the name Kennedy Wilson or Table Rock and said, I've lived in my house, uh, my apartment for 10 years or something and am still just now facing this eviction process. And, you know, because these companies are so large, I think people are really not offered that understanding of, okay, you can't pay now, but maybe we can work something out until that mediation step in the process. So it's really scary. And, you know, people are 
you know, it takes a huge toll on people and it is happening in the Treasure Valley. It's happened to at least 900 people. And we mentioned informal evictions, which happen way more frequently than the ones that are actually documented in the Supreme Court data I obtained. Right. So, you know, it's happening to people and it, and it's really difficult for people to get back on their feet once you faced an eviction. And then it's on your record, which which is a whole nother thing. Oh, um, yeah. It's hard once you have right. an eviction on your record. And um, the thing is, is these larger companies are often more understanding if you have an eviction on your record. Mm-hmm. So it's hard because you're kind of caught in this cycle of, okay, I need to find an apartment that will accept me. And, you know, even if the apartment that accepts me is a high evicting landlord, it's just, yeah, it's kind of a cycle. Right. You might feel like that's the only place to go or really is the only place to go. And then, yeah, effects on credit, all of that. I mean, this is just a depressing story. Uh, Rachel, great job depressing me today. But <laughs> I know <Sorry. laughs> it's I'm just curious, like, are there any like solutions on the horizon or, or just what resources are out there for people to know about? I mean, you did you did share that at least in this uh, uh, in Katie's story, you know, it was a, a positive outcome in the end, although it was sounded like it was a pretty rough time for her uh, when it first happened. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of talked about the cost of mediation versus the cost of rehousing someone. And this is even true for landlords themselves. Like mediation is cheaper for them than, you know, having to evict someone um, and, you know, hiring an attorney on their own. And so mediation makes a lot of sense to, you know, help people stop getting evicted at such high rates. And, you know, a lot of the nonprofits in the Valley and Katie herself are advocates for eviction mediation. You know, it offers tools for both tenants and landlords. Um, We do have that uh, program available in Ada County. Um, Unfortunately, Canyon County doesn't have the same... um, court kind of structured mediation program. Interesting. So Canyon County tenants are getting eviction mediation just through Jesse Tree. But, it, you know, it's really difficult for Jesse Tree to keep up with all of these eviction mediation um, proceedings. And, um, you know, so I think Canyon County might be a place where um, eviction mediation could work really well and kind of save some people from, um, you know, that last step of actually getting evicted. And there are some, I've mentioned Jesse Tree a number of times in this interview, but Idaho Legal Aid, um, Our Path, I, I list kind of these resources if you are facing eviction at the bottom of my story. Um, and, you know, they want to help people. So, and there are resources out there. So, you know, I know it's depressing, but I think we do have some really good people working in Boise on, you know, to help people not lose their homes. Well, and great people like you who are covering it. So we'll be sure to link to your story in our show notes. Um, Thanks so much, Rachel, for coming on and, and telling us about this story. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, that's all for today here on CityCast Boise. Emma will be back tomorrow moderating a heated debate about whether Boise is in the Pacific Northwest, the Mountain West, or some other region altogether. See you then.